Hi, friend. You are listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, a podcast created especially for someone who's not sure about relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Janelle Wood, and while I have a background in counseling and ministry with women, the truth is I've been through my own seasons of questioning my faith. So if you've ever struggled with not being sure where you belong, or you felt like you were faking faith, or maybe a friend just shared this episode with you and you are feeling a little wounded or skeptical of all things God-related right now, welcome. This podcast is just for you. Finding Something Real is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. My passion is Jesus Christ, and for me now, After having been through some real ups and downs on my own faith journey, I believe Christ is the hope and the answer to this world more than ever. But don't take my word for it. Listen to my friends as they share their own grace-filled journeys with you. My prayer is that if you haven't already, you'll find something real too. Well, welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This is your host, Janelle Wood. And I am so excited to be chatting this season, season five, with different young women and guests as we explore different objections and questions about Christianity. And each month during this season, I'm hoping to feature uh, different questions that come from one person. And I am fortunate enough to be welcoming back somebody who's been on this podcast before. She was one of our co-hosts during season four. And she had great questions, and she's here with more and uh, life uh, life updates. So I'm excited that she's back here. I'm excited that she wanted to do this again. Um, Mariah, welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. Hi, thanks for having me back. <laughs> uh, well, Mariah, I mean, now like this is something that I, I mean, you know how to do. This is a, an experience that you are an expert in, practically. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Well, back in June, back in June of 2021, I mean, we're, we're in 2022 now. I don't know if I said 2021 earlier. It's They're all blurring together. Ever since February, March of 2020, the whole world yeah. has been like a blur. But anyway, um, back, you know, a year ago in June, um, you had great questions. You shared um, about your childhood, growing up, traveling a lot, um, different experiences you had with faith, but not growing up necessarily in a Christian home, um, and kind of feeling mm-hmm. like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of feeling like on the outside looking in towards faith. That's kind of changed since we talked last, and when you and I connected um, a couple months ago just to you know catch up, um, you shared some major life updates. So if you wouldn't mind, would you briefly share, um, you know, a, a little bit more about yourself, where you're at now, and things that have changed since we talked with you last on the podcast? Okay, well, a lot of things have changed. <laughs> um, I'm no longer living in Maryland, so school's back in person. So I'm in Washington, which has been really nice. Um, that's how it was for last semester. Um, my parents also moved, so I wasn't even in Maryland over break. I was in South Carolina, which I've never lived in the South, so that was really fun. Um, it was definitely interesting to just see how different it is because it's definitely more, um, as a society, I'd say it's more faith-centered because you literally could not drive one mile without seeing at least one or two churches. <laughs> so that was definitely an interesting experience over break. 
um, and that was more recently. And then at school, um, I did find a church that I've been going to, and then I also got a boyfriend, which was very different than what I expected. <laughs> well, and just to recap, you last time we ta- talked with you, you were mm-hmm. in school for childhood, early childhood education. Am I right? Okay, yep, yeah, I still am. So that and, hasn't changed. Okay, yeah, and so you were going to school online. You were back east, mm-hmm. like you you shared. We I think we even had a whole conversation about the cicadas because it was kind of a big thing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and then um, after that, uh, you had mentioned, I think, when we've talked that hopefully you were going to be back in Washington State going to Wazoo, mm-hmm. which you are. Um, when we talked in June, you had a girlfriend and you, you and I uh, had several private conversations, at least, about the fact that we were recording it during Pride Month, which was mm-hmm. so <laughs> ironic and uh, timely, I guess. Um, and now obviously you have a boyfriend and you found a church. And one of the things that we talked about when you were on the podcast um, was, you know, you getting connected with a church and um, we had actually brought somebody on the podcast who was from a local mm-hmm. church who invited you. Um, is that the church you ended up going to or? It is not. So we ended up not um, connecting after that. And I do have some friends that still go to that church. Um, I've personally never been to that church. I think um, I didn't really connect with the people that I know that went to that church. And from uh, people that I know now, it's, I don't know, something. <laughs> I don't know too many people that like that church. It either seems like people really like it or they kind of like don't know how to feel about it. But yeah. okay, so I you- never went. So I can't <laughs> say if it was a good or bad experience, but you just yeah. didn't feel connected to it. And that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. So tell me what happened when you did get back to Wazoo and how you found the church you're at now. So for the church that I'm at now has a really long name. Um, so it's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, and then I actually have, I mean, now I have friends there, but it's literally a block away from my house. So I would walk by it every day. Um, and I had some missionaries reach out to me and just have some conversations um when we first started talking it didn't feel as if um i don't want to say recruitment i mean that's kind of missionaries they're there to um bring people to the church so kind of what they're doing but uh it was really nice to just be able to have conversations with people and so the thing that started me going to that church is i wasn't even going to any um church services or anything i was just going to the events that they have so for the church now they have um like sport nights or they'll have um dinner or just things like that as a congregation um so i started going to those and just meeting people and then eventually i started actually going to um church services and yeah it just kind of went from there (laughs) yeah so it was close by you got to see it all the time Mm -hmm maybe there was some curiosity, then people actually came and invited you in person, had some conversations, mm-hmm. actually invested in you as a person. You said, okay, I'm going to check out some different things. And then realized, well, I kind of like this community and started going mm-hmm. and, and kind of from there. And so when I talked with you in November, December, um, you had told me that you got baptized even. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I did get baptized. I got baptized in mid to late October. Okay. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then also 
you have a boyfriend and yep. <laughs> ironically he's there right now <laughs> yes he is yeah hi travis <laughs> um so tell us a little bit about that because people who heard your story back in june i'm sure they're curious and want to know a little bit about your your love story it was definitely strange um he actually used to work in a landscaping company that would do the landscaping for my sorority and stuff so it's honestly surprising that we didn't meet sooner than i think we did um but yeah it just kind of happened <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't know it was oh. weird i wasn't expecting it honestly but our first date we went um to a restaurant and it was really funny because we were there a couple hours before closing and we ended up staying there until closing um i don't think they're very happy with us <laughs> but we were just sitting there talking so. oh well um that's exciting it's exciting does he go to the same church as you no so he doesn't go to any church um i would say if i were to kind of compare i guess our experiences i would say he is not quite where i was last year but like possibly close to that i, I don't know <laughs> yeah it's sometimes we talk about it other times we don't um but he doesn't go to a church or anything has that been weird or has it been okay so far? I don't think so. So I actually got involved with my church before we had met. So um, it was kind of something that was already going on. I think if we had already been together, it might be a bit different um, just because it would be more. I th it was a very personal experience. And I think um, being in a relationship with that would have made it different if it was something that I decided to commit to. And like, because I do um actively participate in things so I think mm -hmm. if it was something that was brand new after we'd started and met I would I don't think I've changed too much as a person um I think some of uh my tendencies and just kind of my um beliefs have changed a little bit or I've just become more committed to them I would say mm -hmm. um like in terms of studying scriptures that's something that I do now um to the best of my ability <laughs> which before that wasn't something that I really put much time or effort into. So I think um, just little things like that might've been different if we had met before versus now. So there was no adjustment period of, oh, this is like a new thing that you weren't doing before. Yeah. So outwardly, your life has changed a lot. It's changed dramatically. Yeah. Inwardly, yes. <laughs> do you feel the same dramatic shift? And if so, what is different from the Mariah that I knew back in June of 2021 and the Mariah that's right yeah I'm chatting with right now wow <laughs> um I feel like I've grown a lot as a person that's really just kind of what's happened overall um I don't know I don't feel and then occasionally um even recently uh being able to go home and see my family um because going to church and something was something that happened basically all of last semester it wasn't something that was going on in Maryland so it was very recent and then being able to go back and see family um I think really showed how much I had changed as a person uh which was interesting and I think every once in a while I just kind of sit back and look at myself because it's all been so I guess kind of immediate but mostly gradual I'll just kind of sit back and look at myself and be like wow I've changed a lot but I haven't really noticed as it's happening because it's all been like little steps to get me to where I am now mm -hmm. You seem to me um, a lot more confident. Would that be fair to say? I, 
I would say so. I think there's definitely um, a higher level of confidence. I think a lot of that too goes with the people that I'm surrounded by. Um, in Maryland, I wasn't, in Maryland, I had my relationship and then I didn't really have any friends there. Um, the friends that I did have in Maryland were pretty far away um, from high school because uh, we had moved away and then moved back and we were about an hour away from where we originally were. And even by then we were all in college. So a lot of my closer friends had moved away. So I think um, just having an in-person community helps with that a lot. Um, and then also just in terms of faith and things like that, I think I've just had more time to um, devote to it and to study things and to be able to talk about it with people. Um, so that's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, when we talked privately uh, back in December, um, I was mm -hmm. like, happy for because you had told me you said um hey I'm going to church I got baptized mm -hmm. um I've got this new relationship I mean I'm yeah. I'm happy for you and then um also uh just to be honest and <laughs> again Mariah is not here under false pretenses she I, knows just... exactly what she's getting into <laughs> yep <laughs> when you told me it was you know Mormon church mm -hmm. I was like oh that's <laughs> different you know I have Mormon yeah, friends that's, but that's it is the different. reaction I get all the time <laughs> um <laughs> <Like> everyone <laughs> but I mean I, I mean I'm quite a bit older than you and uh I have had more interactions with uh people in the LDS community mm -hmm. um and and had a chance to kind of see the differences between um evangelical Christianity for lack mm -hmm. of a better term and Mormonism um what do you see that there's a difference or I, I know that's one of the questions we're going to address hopefully this month on the podcast but mm -hmm. um what what how, how do you feel about that because I know as we were talking back in June you were very much being drawn in um by Jesus uh the story of Jesus uh who he is and um that the sense that God was speaking to you and drawing you to himself um Tell me about that and anything that you see that's different or maybe it doesn't feel different at all. Um, so there's definitely, I would say, some key differences um, with this church compared to other churches. Um, one of the really big things, and how I mentioned earlier, it's a really long name, is the church itself within the last couple of years has been trying to draw back to the fact that it is still Christ-centered. So Jesus Christ is in the name. So that's kind of where um, I feel like it's not that different because it's definitely very Christ-centered and that's something that's relatable. Um, so there is the Book of Mormon, which is not the only thing that's studied. So that's kind of where when I first was learning about the church, I think everyone kind of sees that. Um, the Book of Mormon isn't the sole book of study. It's still focused around the Bible. So the Book of Mormon itself is used as a second testament to Jesus Christ. So it's still very Christ-centered. And then even when I would go to church or anything like that, it's still um, Christ-centered. Um, I guess it kind of varies by church too, but I would say that in terms of um, our sacrament meetings and things like that, it's still very focused on the Bible. I think in terms of um, quoting scripture, <laughs> quoting scripture or just um 
the themes that are talked about, it's still very Jesus centered. Um, and then in prayer, again, it's still um, in the name of Jesus Christ, we'll pray. Um, and that's something that is something that I really had to adjust to was um, when people are talking and kind of um, bearing testimony or talking about anything um, in a more formal setting. Uh, at the end of it, it's uh, I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So it's kind of closing almost everything in a prayer, uh, which that was different. I don't think I've ever heard that in any other setting. So that was kind of something I had to get used to. But again, it just kind of pushed um, Jesus. So I think that's something that I really like is it definitely is very Jesus centered. Um, there's other aspects to it as well. But again, it still stems in the belief of Jesus and God. So there's not anything there that I feel like is covering Jesus or kind of pushing him away. Yeah. Just to be really honest, too, this is like the first church that you have ever been really involved in. So even if I mean, you don't have anything to compare it to, really, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is kinda, your first. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So when we were talking back in December and I showed a little bit of hesitation when you were like, I got baptized and it was into the Mormon church. Um, how did you feel about that? Because I wanted to be really careful uh, to celebrate, you know, the things that have been beautiful in your journey and also express my own, because we've become friends, a little concerned with uh, the doctrine mm -hmm. of the Mormon church. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. How did well, that feel? My, <laughs> I really wasn't that upset um I don't think I was upset at all I think that's not even the right word um, <laughs> I, um, I like I said it's something <laughs> it's something that I'm so used to at this point because it's definitely a very controversial church um I feel like most churches are controversial but yeah <laughs> I think in terms of this one um <laughs> it's very controversial even in the point where it's kind of um being stressed that again we're known as mormons the mormon church and it's being stressed that we want to kind of move away from that um and just go back to the full name of the church and things like that and what it actually teaches because i think there's a lot of um things that you hear from people that either left the church or um just kind of outside looking in there's definitely a lot of things that i don't necessarily see but i think that's also kind of with every church i think um, I can't say that I would have joined this church if it was any other congregation anywhere else in the world. Um, I definitely like the people that are at mine mm -hmm. um, and the leaders at mine and things like that. So I think it's really very individual. So individually. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been a safe haven for you, it sounds like, mm -hmm. and really become a spiritual home, which we, I feel like we need. <laughs> so um, you wanted to come back on here. You, it was so funny because mm -hmm. you're like, oh, you're going to do this again. I've got more questions. <laughs> we could talk about the Mormon thing. And I'm like, really? You want to go there? Yeah. You're so I mean, open. I, mean, I love can. that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing others' opinions. I think the thing too is because um, even if people don't necessarily agree with me, it's also, it's just things that I know to be true or things that other people know to be true and I don't necessarily want to tell somebody that their belief on something is wrong and I've always found that stuff to be interesting 
um i even I, it was either right before we were talking originally or kind of after i had looked at buying a quran and just kind of t- to look at basically all the big three i would say um so judaism islam and then christianity and i had looked at that and it's really hard to find a quran that's not in english and if you do find it in english it's really expensive so that kind of like me off of that but that was something that originally i was interested in too is just kind of exploring religion and things like that um there is somebody that i met actually at my church who um probably isn't gonna join the church at any point but he's really close friends with a lot of us so he just kind of goes to things and his family um is buddhist and has been for like generations so it was really interesting even to talk to him about that and what he believes because the belief of like reincarnation and kind of he explained it in a way that was really interesting, but it kind of sounded almost like a big circle. It was really interesting to hear about. So I think as a person, I like hearing about stuff, even mm-hmm. if it's not necessarily something that um, I agree or believe in. I think faith is really personal. And I also think it's good to be able to talk to people about it because mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like it's normal to question things and it kind of deepens your own faith too, to be able to talk to other people, even if it differs from yours. Um, whether it be to give you more questions that you then can investigate and grow your own faith by being able to find those questions within your faith, or if it's just to kind of, well, I guess that's all you'd be doing, (laughs) is to just kind of strengthen your own faith by having these questions and being able to find the answers to them. Yeah. Well, I love that. Um, And I, I don't know if you've ever read, I think you would like this book. It's called Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. Have you ever read that? Or no. heard of it? Okay. Well, maybe nope. <laughs> next time I send you a book, that will you be You just it. give me all these lists of books to read. <laughs> <laughs> I love to They're read. Books, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like you. I mean, I like to explore things and I want to know what's mm-hmm. out there. I also, I think something that's really important to me is I want truth too. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I do agree with you. I think everyone has their individual faith journeys. I want to be very respectful, but I also want to believe in what's real. You know, mm-hmm. like that's very important to me. Um, I, if there wasn't historical evidence for my faith, I, I wouldn't be a Christian, you know, because I think that yeah. uh, it's wonderful to believe in the Easter bunny, but, you know, belief in the fairy tales, it's all, it only <laughs> gets you so far. Enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, I actually want to ground, ground myself in something that I, I don't just wish is true, but mm-hmm. actually is true. Um, yeah, and granted, and we about too. yeah, I mean, there's always an element of faith. You know, I didn't live 2000 years mm-hmm. ago. I wasn't present when the resurrection happened. I, I have to take a lot of different things into account and still, you know, decide, okay, is it more probable or not? You know, whatever. And the experience with God, those things that happen, you know, um, you and I have talked about this before where you just feel like God's speaking to you. Like that's, it's an amazing thing when you experience uh, the supernatural presence of the Lord. Um, but I still, I still want both, right? I want the experience mm-hmm. and I want um, reason. I want both. Um, and I think you and I both appreciate that. So I'm excited that you are here. I'm excited that you have more questions. I have some of those questions on, um, on a form that I can pull up here. Okay. Um, so we can talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, you talked about, um, 
I'll read what you said. One of the questions on the applic- the survey, we're calling it a survey now, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what some questions or doubts you may have about Christianity or belief in general, what are some? Uh, please list at least three. And you said, and I'll just read it out loud and then we can discuss okay. what you wrote here. I still have a ton of questions, but we covered the really big ones. I guess if we start to break down LDS beliefs, I have some that would be interesting to talk about. Like one, why would there not be a living prophet on the earth today. This could tie into the idea of false prophets and the warnings Jesus gave. I also heard someone claim Paul could be seen as a false prophet on TikTok, of course, LOL, which is interesting. (laughs) Two, what does heaven look like? In LDS doctrine, there are three kingdoms of glory, which are referenced in the Bible, but this is an LDS belief for the most part still. And three, what makes someone a Christian? And four, what makes a sin? Is it the sin itself or an action with the intention of defying God? Five, what makes someone a true believer? Sometimes I look back at myself and seem a bit crazy. LOL. Okay, we'll break that down a little bit. I'm sure I'll have someone on here to talk about the Mormon faith and probably the mm-hmm. differences between that and, um, you know, in greater detail. Um, so that's a, a real question you have that obviously I'm not Mormon if I have mm-hmm. someone on here, they'll probably be ex-Mormon or someone who studied Mormonism and yeah. can give an intelligent answer to all of that um, and at least knows the differences um, in a way that's articulate and better than mm-hmm. I could articulate them right now. Um, but anything you want to pull from that, your questions about Mormonism, are you wondering, like, what are the big differences between that and evangelical Christianity? Would you like to know that? Is that part of those questions? I think it would be interesting to know. Um, My main thought process with adding those is um, those were kind of questions that to me led me more towards the Mormon faith of just they make sense, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sense like that there's prophets today? Personally. um, Yeah. So for me, um, because I feel like logically if you have a loving God, why, why wouldn't we have a prophet? Like, why wouldn't there be a point where there are prophets? You know, why would we kind of be left here alone? Which I guess isn't even just um, specifically an LDS question, but Mm -hmm. just in general, because, you know, you see uh, prophets and teachers in the Bible, and then you have that time frame, and then they kind of go away. And, you know, even now, um, it's kind of hard to believe, I think, because, you know, you could have, you do have um, random people come up on the street and be like, you know, um, I'm Jesus Christ, or just kind of claiming to be like the next savior and the next prophet. And then how do you believe them? Um, so I think that's definitely um, something I know that it is um, an obvious belief that there is a prophet um, in that kind of realm. So that is a belief um in the church is that there is a prophet and i think my question is more of um what why (laughs) what would lead people to not accept a prophet if there was one and that kind of goes deeper than just the church in general but i think what would there need to be for people to believe um that someone is a prophet or what kind of makes a prophet Hmm. and then it kind of goes into the question of would god even send another prophet and how would he go about doing that in this day and age as we are as people and especially with the internet and everything else that can change things a lot because um, you can do some crazy things with editing. So I think 
that something that would even even further you know somebody could genuinely be making a miracle and people are going to look at the video and be like well it's a video so Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so i think that's kind of one of my main questions is just the breakdown of that whole idea of a prophet um the idea of what kind of makes a prophet or what it would take for people to actually see that someone is a prophet and then also um if there isn't a prophet why would we be kind of left without one for mm-hmm. so long what why hasn't jesus returned yet that's a yeah. <laughs> that kind of plays into that right yeah mm-hmm. good good <laughs> questions yeah um in fact my husband and i were just reading in matthew where he talks about some of that where jesus is talking about people coming in his mm-hmm. name is really really yeah. interesting yeah. um <laughs> Okay, so we talked about that. That's good. Um, your next question, um, what does heaven look like? Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's a great question. I think it's really hard for people to know without speculating because none of us have been there. Um, is that just out of curiosity, that yeah. one? I think, yeah, definitely out of curiosity. Because um, I don't think... I've ever really heard much of an explanation other than the LDS explanation of three kingdoms of glory, which, like I said, they are kind of referenced in the Bible once. I'm pretty sure it was in first first Corinthians. It might've been second Corinthians. I know it was in Corinthians and it was like one verse um, that kind of talked about it. Um, And I think for me kind of having, I don't want to say levels, but that's kind of the idea of just, having different spaces to kind of suit different people or different um I guess kind of levels of faith um just kind of going with how comfortable you are because the breakdown of it is basically you still have heaven kind of in three sections but then it's how involved you are so like I guess the top the first kingdom has God there and you'd be able to like live with God and then by the time you get to the third one god's no longer living with you but you're still in heaven you're still in a good place but you're not necessarily in the presence of god so i think for me having that breakdown kind of makes sense um where did they because get i that? think hmm? where did they get that from because that's not in the bible is that from the book of mormon it's explained further in the book of mormon in the bible so I'm gonna butcher this now that I don't have it in front of me to like so there's um celestial um which is the top one and that one I think is like because it's broken down as like star moon sun I think um so celestial is the top one and that's the one where you'd be in the presence of God and then you have oh geez (laughs) uh celestial I think which is kind of an in-between where you have some presence, but not the full thing. And then terrestrial, which is, I'm probably butchering that so bad. (laughs) I have it written down somewhere, but um, where that's just kind of, you're in heaven, but there's not really a presence. Um, And that's mentioned in the Bible um, in Corinthians. I forgot the context, but um, it's mentioned basically, um, it's referenced as, I probably got the order wrong too, but star, moon, sun, and that's referenced in the Bible in terms of, um, I'm pretty sure they were talking about like what happens after death, but not necessarily mentioning heaven. Um, I'd have to look at it again, because uh, that was something that kind of helped with my understanding of it too, is one, I think the breakdown of it makes sense, and that comes from the Book of Mormon, 
but the fact that it was um, referenced in the Bible, which I it's referenced once, um, I have to look it up again to kind of see the exact context of it again. But I think that's something that was helpful to me too, is that it was also referenced in the Bible. Um, and that's something that I see with a lot of um, LDS beliefs is there is still that core thing there. So that's been helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I've never heard it broken down like that. Um, yeah, it's funny because I've heard people describe hell that way. Uh, like really, well, hell is like the absence of God, right? God's presence. Mm -hmm. And so a heaven without his presence. Um, I don't know that that sounds like hell. (laughs) Um, Well, I think that also like kind of because so the way that it was explained to me is I don't want to say like there is no hell. I guess you'd call it hell, but basically it's um, you have the three kingdoms and then you kind of have like an in-between almost. And the only way you can get there is if you blatantly deny God to his face. Um, so that's kind of also the thing is there's the idea of um, getting there. So judgment day, um, in which case you would be able to stand before God. And I feel like if, if you're still going to physically be there, and looking at him and say, nope, you're not real. You're not, you're not tangibly in front of me like you are. If you still deny him, that makes sense. But I feel like um, there's also a lot of grace that we're given. And I think um, some people do need that tangible evidence. So it would make sense to me if someone were to only accept his presence in his presence, that there's still kind of a place for them but they might not necessarily want to be with God, I think, because I there's levels of comfort to it in a sense, because there's definitely people, I mean, this is also in a worldly sense, there's definitely people who don't find any comfort in it. Um, so it makes sense that there would still be a good place for people to go to that's not necessarily in that realm. It's interesting. So... Your other questions, a couple of them, I think, kind of go into the same thing. You asked what makes mm-hmm. someone a Christian or a believer and what makes a sin? Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit more about those questions. Um, I say what makes a Christian because something that I've noticed a lot, especially being um, part of my church, is you're not a Christian. Or a lot of people don't realize that we're still Christians. Um, and then... It just made me think about, again, um, being in, I can't say the deep South. That was like very top of the South. <laughs> or, um, I mean, it has South in the name. <laughs> being in <laughs> South Carolina over break and just seeing how many types of Baptists there were. Um, because, or even knowing that there's like Lutheran or Methodist or you have Catholic baptist and then there's all types of baptist there's all these different types of churches but all of them are christian churches Mm -hmm. um so i think for me it's just kind of and i've had people say like well it's just the belief in christ but i feel like there's almost more that goes into it or people will look at other churches that are still christian churches and say well they're not christian or like they're not the proper type of christian so i think you know, the easy answer is you believe in Christ, you're a Christian, but I feel like there's almost more that 
goes into it once you start to break down the different beliefs or um, different parts of Christ that each church follows or kind of believes in. Well, Mariah, I, I'm excited for your questions. I, I think they're great, as always. Um, <laughs> and uh, you put a lot of thought into them. And um, I love how your mind works. You're, you're constantly asking those questions and challenging yourself um, with different things. And I think that's wonderful. Um, so I'm excited to reach out to some people and see if they'll come on here and address some of these. And um, if you're able to come, great. Um, I, I share this every time I, I chat with someone this season. But um, the way we're going to do it this season is... I'm going to go ahead and book guests to address these different questions. If you're able to come and you want to be there, you're welcome to, but you don't have to be. Um, it's a little less pressure and a little less time consuming. Uh, and I know you're busy right now and in college, but I also know you well enough to know you will listen. And um, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. And I'm just thankful for the opportunity to explore these questions. Um, and I appreciate you. So final question for you today um, the Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love, all things that I think we both believe can be found in Jesus Christ. Um, which of those things, restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love, uh, stands out to you the most in your life right now, and why? Um, I can't say all of them. <laughs> okay. um, I feel like... Um, on I'd say the main two are probably at this time restoration and eternity I think a lot of my questions um revolve more around an eternal aspect especially like when you start to question um the meaning of sin or what it means to be a Christian or even just what does heaven look like I think a lot of those are questions that are very relevant to a mortal life but they're even more relevant to what happens after um especially in terms of, you know, what do you want after? Um, where do you want to go? <laughs> and what do you kind of want that to look like for yourself is definitely more of an eternal question because there's only so much you can do here to kind of push you where you want to go. And it's definitely easy to kind of look at it um, because it is very, very, <laughs> it's very um, faith-based. And I think it takes a certain amount of um certainty in your faith to be able to um look at life with an eternal aspect especially when it comes to um following christ in a way that's not a worldly way <laughs> i guess because there's definitely um it, even in the u.s it depends on where you go but there's definitely places where christ is more accepted than other places and so it can be hard to follow that um eternal lifestyle i think to kind of what's coming next especially when people around you don't necessarily live like that um yeah and then in terms of restoration i think that goes back to the questions i had about like a prophet of um we do have the story of restoration and the story of what's to come and kind of um is it revelation or revelation? Re revelation. Revelation. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and we have that, those stories and just kind of knowledge of what's to come. And I think 
my questions too is what exactly is the restoration going to look like because I think there's a lot of things that are written about it that are kind of confusing or almost metaphorical in a way um and again that just kind of relates to what does the world look like today and how would it realistically happen and that's more of you know I can't have an answer for that but God would have an answer for that because you know he, he made us he knew where we were going and he would know best on what would need to happen to get us to that point but um just what the restoration might look like would definitely be interesting because I think even when it was being written about you know they I don't know if they knew that we would have cell phones or we'd even be having this meeting over zoom or you know they yeah (laughs) all these things so I think those are the two that definitely stand out to me the most That's great. Mariah, thank you for being here. Thank you for opening up and sharing your personal journey. And um, I just think you're great. And I'm I'm grateful that you took the time to do this on your Saturday morning, very early for a college student. Uh, it's not that so. early. I've been getting up at like six this entire week almost. On the weekends? But, well, not on the weekend, but like this entire week. I've been getting up at like five or six. So today I got to sleep in until okay. like eight something. <laughs> Good. Well, yay. Well, now you have your whole day ahead. And um, I'm grateful. So until next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This season, we are inviting young women to join me as they share their personal stories and ask honest questions or share objections to the Christian faith. We hope to feature a different story each month and then invite Christian guests on to share from their own journeys and experiences and maybe answer some of those questions in follow-up episodes. Friend, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is still in the restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love business. I know not everyone has experienced that, but if you're curious at all, at whether there's something real to be found in Jesus. I invite you to come back next week as we continue on a journey towards finding something real in relationship with Him. Until next time.